It's the Q Review Season 2. Joining us today, we have all the way from Los Angeles, California, the one and only Jordy. <laughs> hey! Hi, guys! <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for allowing us to do that piece on you a few episodes ago where we were able to kind of dive into your music a bit and give uh, audiences more of of an overview of some of your releases and what you've been up to and and where you've come from. So thank you for... for, I was flattered. I was honored by it. Seriously. I mean, it's... it's, um, I've only been doing this... I I think I put out my first song that you guys talked about, Be With Me, only like a year and a half ago. So it's still very, very cool to even hear you guys who, you know, we've never met before and you kind of, you know, discovered my music on your own. That's still very cool for me. So to hear that episode was very, very awesome on my part. And I want to just thank you guys for doing it in the first place. Hey, no, it was it was our pleasure. There's a lot to a lot to learn. And I think that with an artist like yourself, you have amassed very quickly a large catalog. You, you just said like about a, a year and a half ago. And yeah. in that course of that time, you've put out a, a number of singles, then the EP, mm-hmm. and then since the EP, another large amount of singles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you are you are working it. You are you I'm are grinding. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Yeah. I mean, it's um. You know, my biggest goal when I moved here was to write with as many people as possible and to write as much as I can. And uh, when I moved in with my my roommate, my first roommate in LA, his name's Will, and he um you know he co-wrote Just Friends and he co-wrote a lot of of the songs on Welcome to the Friend Zone. You know, his biggest piece of advice to me was just write as much as you can because songwriting is a muscle, and you know you just get stronger the more you do it. So um, I've just been, you know, grinding, 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 writing as much as I possibly can. And, um, you know, for a while I was working a bunch of side jobs and writing at night and literally getting no sleep and trying to do as much as I possibly could. And, um, you know, at at this point, I I feel that all that hard work was worth it. But um, yeah, I think just content and content, content, content has been the biggest goal for me for sure. Well, and it's it's also not just content because it's good content. Because I mean, oh. you could put out a whole slather of of singles and releases, and not grow as an artist. Mm-hmm. But what and as we kind of talked about on uh, that episode when we were discussing your your music, from "Be with Me" <clears throat> to currently, and you know, recently you just put out another uh, single. For for those who are, are listening, may think that it was all good, but now you have "Is It Love" that is. is Look at those hazel eyes Giving me butterflies Making me feel it's getting real But I just don't know It's been a minute now Since we've been going out We get along, feeling so strong Oh baby, just before I met you I was only in it for protection Validation, but with you, there's something different. Don't mind a little distance, I'm fine, not even stressing. But you got me asking the question Is it love? If I'm not fucked up, is it love? Is it love? Tell me I'm crazy, is it enough? If I'm not messed up, is it love? Is it love? Maybe I'm crazy. Something's not feeling right. 
still got my appetite when you don't text me Guess I'll see you next week Oh baby, baby Not in my bed, not in my head Emotional roller coaster. Everything's great, falling into place like it's supposed to Before I met you, I was only in it for attention Reciprocation But with you, there's something different Don't mind a little distance I'm fine, not even stressing But you got me asking the question Is it love? is another kind of switch and growth as an artist because there's a lot of new that's happening in that song as well. Totally. I really, really appreciate that. I really do. And I, you know, I, I feel like I've grown so much as an artist and a songwriter since I've moved here. And obviously I attribute so much of my growth to the people that I've been lucky enough to work with. And I've just, you know, each session I have is, is basically like graduate school for me. You know, I, I studied English as an undergrad at Boston University and, you know, I didn't study music. I always knew I wanted to pursue it. But, you know, when I moved to L.A., it was kind of like it's kind of like going to college again. It's kind of like every session I'm going into, I'm learning something new and learning something, you know, new about myself. And so, um, you know, to hear that from you is so validating and I really, really appreciate it. And I'm very proud of all the songs that I've been able to put out. But yeah, it's, it's a constant learning process. And I'm really grateful to work with so many talented people here. And then you hit the the mark just in December i think it was december or november of 2019 when you put out the collaboration with milo mm-hmm. um who's for anybody who's listening is also an artist and is from originally from nashville mm-hmm. um and that collaboration <clears throat> took it even in another another direction and gave another kind of layer so how did that how did that collaboration all come together so so okay so milo actually grew up in la but he was living in nashville for a while and right, when okay. he was living in nashville he was really close with a friend of mine so i grew up in chicago and i went to school in boston a friend of mine um, from growing up in the chicagoland area went to my university and we you know we knew each other from growing up her name was rachel um, and then we went to college together she after university moved to nashville to do publishing and music and met milo there and so they became really good friends and so 
you know, when I started hearing Milo's stuff on Spotify and on Instagram and stuff, I, I saw that him and my friend Rachel were really close. I was like, Rachel, oh my God, you know, you have to link me and Milo up when he moves to LA. And so when he eventually moved out of Nashville, came to LA, um, we met up because we had this mutual friend and we obviously were a fan of each other's music and we just got dinner and talked forever. And uh, I think it was like a couple weeks later, we started, we had our first writing session um, and we just, you know, realized that we loved writing together. We became really close friends. And uh, with, with Tuck Your Head Under the Covers, we had a session scheduled and, you know, we didn't really know what we were going to write about that day. But I came into the session after, you know, going through something really difficult with a really close friend of mine where, you know, my, my close friend is gay and um, he was was having a lot of trouble with, you know, family dynamic and worry about, you know, his parents and how they would react to him being gay. And so I walked into the session that day and I was like, Milo, I would really love to write a song about and for my friend, um, because, you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, need to hear something like this. And I think that it can help a lot of people. And I would love to, you know, I mean, the song was written about a friendship and, you know, being there for your friend and taking care of your friend who's going through it. And in this case, it was, you know, specific to coming out and being, you know, gay. And, um, and so that's kind of how it was born. And so basically Milo's first verse is the perspective, the perspective of me actually in regards to the friend that I'm, that I've been talking about. And then my verse was from the perspective of my friend who was um, kind of, you know, going through that hard time. And um, we wrote the song in you know, a couple of hours and we both kind of really fell in love with it. And Milo was like, I would love to put this on my EP. And I was, you know, thrilled because I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's like the perfect mix of my style and Milo's style. And, you know, I adore writing with him. I loved singing with him. And I just thought it was, you know, a great, you know, thing just to put out in the world for both of our projects. So that's kind of how the song was born. Shout out to Rachel. Um... Rachel! (laughs) Love Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. And I would agree with you. Um, I have a, a list uh, by the time anybody hears this, uh, it'll already be out. But I do have a list of, of 25 songs I put together um, that I think over the course of 2019 from independent LGBT artists that really um, are impactful and uh, are, are songs of the year in a way. And Tuck Your Head Underneath the co- Under the Covers is one of them. Oh, okay. um, I'm, I'm a fan of both you and Milo. But the the combination was a little otherworldly in the sense that it just meshed so well. Your vocals work so well together, and it felt very genuine um, yeah. as as two friends um, working together and singing together. And I think that that the fact that you wanted to do it, you know, to help a friend and and you know, thinking about your friend, I think it's a song when introduced to other young people, mm-hmm. they're going to instantly connect with. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. It's really, really special. And I really appreciate you saying that. I adore it. So that process with with Milo, he's an artist, too, that I, I in, a, in a strange way, I'm not surprised that this collaboration happened. You mm-hmm. do both have a, a similar style of of pop aesthetic, I guess, is what I would I would say it in terms sure. of um, your your musical stylings and stuff like that is is collaboration like this something that you hope to do more of or is it it, it depends on the person it depends on the time no totally i mean so i mean in terms of collaboration i'm assuming you're talking about like you know an actual song that i'm collaborating with someone with because i i mean yes i i would love to do that but i also see myself 
you know, every session I do, every writing session I do, it's always, you know, either with a producer or another writer and a producer. And so I'm collaborating with people all the time in terms of like putting out um, a project like I did with Milo that was a collaboration. Oh my gosh, I would love to do that this year. I think that um, I I would, I just, I love bringing two people together and, you know, collaborating um, both like stylistically and lyrically. And um, I thought that, you know, my collab with Milo was really special. So yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I would love to, you know, hopefully do some DJ features this year. I think that would be really fun. And yeah, no, I think that collab- collaborating with artists is always um, something that I really, really enjoy. So I would love to do more of that this year for sure. It, it seems to be a, a really great way for especially independent artists to, you know, reach uh, larger uh, volumes of, of listeners and that, uh, especially when they connect so well. Totally. I agree. I agree. So you've got all this material now, and you're 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 going to be out on the road taking it to uh, on tour uh, for yeah. a bit. And by the time anyone hears this, the tour will either be in full swing or may have just kind of finished. Depending, um, it's a small American tour, right? Correct. Yep. Um, is this would this be your first? official tour i guess yeah this is my first official tour yeah totally um i leave for new york on monday and i'm gonna you know a lot of my friends from college are living in new york so i'll be able to hang out with them for the week and i have some meetings that i'll that i'm excited for and then my first show in new york city is on thursday and then the next morning i fly to milwaukee and i do a show in milwaukee and then um i drive to my house in chicago i sleep at my house i drive the next morning to detroit do a show in detroit then i drive back to my house in chicago and then I have a hometown show in Chicago, um, which I'm very, very excited for. And then I'll come back to L.A. And then I have a show in L.A. on February 10th. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I think that, um, you know, I've been so used to doing shows for the L.A. crowd now for about a year. And um, it's been so much fun. And I adore doing shows here. And I can't wait to do the show in February. Um, but I'm very, very excited to be doing shows in other cities and uh, to be connecting with people who, you know, listen to my music in other parts of the country. And um, just, you know, it's all practice too. Uh, I'm very excited to get that performing muscle kind of strengthened and just perform more and um, meet more people. So I'm very, very excited for it. Most people, when they think touring, they think, you know, large stadiums or whatnot. And when you're an independent artist, and you're kind of first going on your tour. You're doing some uh, very different types of venues. But what's totally. it like to put that kind of a tour together for for an artist like yourself? Like what's, sure. what's what goes into that? Yeah, no, well, so I am lucky enough to have a really solid and lovely manager. His name's Corey. And um, over the summer, I got signed to APA, which is an agency out here in LA. So that was incredible. And I was very, very grateful to meet my agent. His name is Nolan. And they kind of both work together um, to book these venues for this upcoming tour. So basically, Nolan, you know, he does his thing. He just contacts the venues in whatever city I'm going to. And he got me all of the, you know, openers and support and for each show. And, um, you know, they're going to be small cap venues. I think the biggest venue I'm playing is probably like a 250 capacity, which I mean, is still like, in, in my opinion, for me in my journey, you know, that's big. And, and you know, I'm, I'm excited and grateful to be playing those caps for my first tour. But I think that, you know, it's, there was, uh, you know, the budget was tight and we needed to find, 
you know, really, you know, cheap flights. And the reason we're doing the Milwaukee and Detroit show as well is because I'm from Chicago and those are very drivable cities from where I'm from. So we're going to like, you know, use my parents' car and we're going to drive <laughs> and stay back at my house and not have Shout to Shout out to mom house. and dad. Shout, Shout out, out to, to mom, mom and dad, dad. who are the literal best. My family's the best. And so, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just lucky to have a team of people who really care about my music and believe in me and want to push me to be my best self. And, um, you know, I was nervous to do the tour. It's nerve wracking going to different cities and, you know, thinking about how many tickets I'm going to sell and all that. But my manager and my agent were like, you're doing this we're doing this it's going to be the best thing ever and hopefully we'll be able to like use it as leverage to you know maybe hop on someone else's tour and open for someone else and you know hopefully we'll be doing some pride things over the summer during pride month and more shows in LA and around the country and so I think that, you know, even with, you know, releasing music too, I always say you just have to do it. You just have to jump over that hurdle. And, you know, it's very scary to release music. But for anybody who's out there listening, who wants to release music, who wants to pursue music, you just have to release things and put things out there. And for me right now, at this point, you know, I've put out music and people have been streaming and now I just... I have to start doing shows in other cities. And so I'm, I'm jumping over that hurdle. And, um, you know, tickets have been selling well, and I'm very, very excited. It's, it's really, really exciting. And I can't wait to meet everyone who's coming to the shows. Never seen myself as competitive But you started a game and now I wanna win I'm not too mad about it Not getting sad about it Just hope you like the taste of your medicine
your music, it can give you a really strong opportunity to have an intimate experience with, with an audience 100%. in those smaller uh, venues. Totally. Um, totally. I think that those are the shows people remember the most, you know, like those small intimate moments. I remember when I was in Boston, I saw, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tori Kelly. She's just a really yeah. awesome artist, vocalist. And I saw her play this really small venue when I was a freshman in college. And I'll always remember that show because it was kind of right before she blew up and it was so intimate and I'll never forget it. And um, I'm excited to hopefully, you know, give my fans that experience on this tour, just like some, like an intimate space and have a bunch of fun. And yeah, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really successful. And I think that it's, it's going to be one of those experiences for you that, you know, will propel you even, yeah. even further. So being in LA, um, what's mm-hmm. interesting about uh, so many people in LA is that there's little boroughs, it seems, of folks who are working together in, in different things. Um, but LA seems to be really generating some magic. I'm not sure exactly what it is um, about mm-hmm. LA. I don't know if it's the sun and the heat or... <laughs> whatever yeah. but there's something <laughs> happening in LA that's different now than it used to be totally uh, there's an expectation I think from music coming out of LA that it was quite I, I don't know if it was mass produced or if it was in a very specific kind of uh, dance pop expectation but there's a lot more soul and there's a lot more real originality coming out of LA uh, mm. these days which is interesting mm-hmm. for you in that city moving from there from from Chicago and, and being in Boston to LA what what has been the impact on you from like a city standpoint and what you've kind of encountered out there? I mean, LA is different, is just, it couldn't be any more different than Chicago and Boston. I mean, it LA is a vast, humongous city. It is, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. You need a car, the, the public transit exists, but nobody really uses it. And it's just, people live very far from each other. And it's honestly, you know, the transition was very hard for me. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have some college friends out here when I moved here. And I was also really grateful to move in with Will, who I ended up co-writing a lot with. And he's a very good friend. And I was very lucky to live with him for the first year. But it was it was very hard. I mean, I had, you know, I obviously you guys have heard Welcome to the Friend Zone. A lot of those songs, as you can probably tell, like, you know, especially with Stay Together and a couple of others. Um, I had just come out of a really serious relationship. And I, you know, immediately came to L.A. I didn't know a ton of people. It's a big place. And um, I'd say it took me like about a year to like fully transition. And there are even days now where I'm like, damn, like I'm still transitioning to the city. Like it's hard. But, you know, I think I channeled a lot of that energy into my music. And, I, you know, I used, you know, that loneliness to like write really awesome songs. And, you know, a, you know, a year later after I had moved there, you know, it, it, I wasn't it was manageable. I I was living my life. I was meeting new people. I was lucky to have some friends out here. And, you know, I wasn't completely um, and utterly like hating LA, but, you know, it definitely was a little lonely and it was hard to navigate like what people I wanted to surround myself with. And I think that it took me around a year to like really find a solid crew and people who I wanted to hang out with and um, write with and work with. And, um, you know, I, I'm at a point now where it's like, you know, I, I really do like LA. It's very different still, but I, I really do like it. And it's, it's nice that the weather is really nice. It, you know, going to school in Boston, it, it could get pretty gray in the winter months and, you know, seasonal depression is real. And so being here, it's uh, quite nice. 
nice because, you know, being an artist is already difficult as it is. So to have the sun shining on you, it's it's not too shabby. But, you know, you know, it, t- it took time. It took a lot of time. But, you know, now I, I have a wonderful group of friends and I, I'm living with some friends from college now, which has been really, really lovely. And obviously I've become much closer with a lot of the other queer artists here and other pop artists doing their thing in LA. So, you know, it, I think that with LA, it really does take time or for me, it did at least, but um, I, I have zero regrets. I knew that I needed to come here. I knew that the best people to work with live in LA and um, I have absolutely no regrets. And I'm at a point now where I, I do like it quite a bit. Um, it just took some time, but I'm, I'm very grateful for the journey and, you know, what are the highs without the lows? So. I've talked to a few other artists and, and I've asked them the same kind of thing because with with LA, it, it almost becomes an entity on its own. You know, it's it's like you have all these people, but LA, the the place seems to have its own personality. <laughs> yeah, oh my of, gosh, absolutely. And so much comes out of it in people's <laughs> writings. Absolutely. No, I agree. But very, very grateful. And I'm, I'm very, you know, I know that a lot of people out there would love to like move to LA. And I, I feel very fortunate and lucky that I was able to make the move and that I'm able to live out here and, you know, work with really, really great people. Friend, welcome to the Friend Zone, the EP lands. And that's the collection of the previous uh, songs. And Correct. then you had a few releases after that. Uh, these days, everybody's falling in love, uh, except me. Uh, <laughs> and close True. to you. Yes. Then now we're in almost a new Jordy phase, a new Jordy wave. Um, and I call it the color wave um, uh-huh. <laughs> because you've released all good. And uh, with the, with the, bl- I'm talking about like your album cover, sure. uh, the, the, the blue. And now you just released, is it love and with the pink. And there is a joy um, mm-hmm. that's happening in these two uh, songs. Mm-hmm. And there's a real uplifting kind of sound to it. So I'm I'm curious, like this seems to be like a new a new direction, or or some things have happened, and you're really you know coming into a, a different um, different world of writing that you're that you're enjoying. Totally, uh, no, I agree. Where did they Where did they come from? Tell us about those those songs and the direction you're heading. After I released Welcome to the Friend Zone, I immediately started thinking about obviously the next couple of singles and the next EP, starting with All Good. That that is the first single off of this new EP that will be out. I absolutely adore these days. Everybody's falling in love and close to you. But I kind of like looked at that chapter and kind of wanted them to just be their own entity. I think they're all, you know, really honest and really strong songs. Close to you is one of, you know, one of my most personal and absolutely love that song. Um, But I kind of just wanted them to stand on their own. And All Good was the first single off of this new this new uh, EP that will be coming out. You know, I think it's a mixture of, you know, in terms of All Good and Is It Love, I think it's just a mixture of like me finding my sound and me working, you know, continuing to work with as many talented people as I can. With All Good, um, I wrote that with this artist and writer. Her name's Emily Vaughn. She's also like very close with a lot of other queer artists here in LA. Her and Bronze grew up together and they're like best friends. And so, you know, we're all kind of this lovely group of friends. But me and Emily co-wrote All Good with um, this guy, Ryan Tutton, who also is a producer and he produced out the song. Um, And that song was born out of just this conversation of us talking about our exes and you know, I was very concerned with maintaining this like really good relationship with my ex. And, you know, we do have a really good relationship, but I kind of came to this point where I was like, hold up, like we do not need to be best friends. Like it might be fine if like, we're not fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why we yeah. broke up in the first place. Um, you know, that that's kind of how all good came about. And obviously Emily and Ryan are 
absolutely incredible, so talented. And then Is It Love, actually, that came out of a queer writing camp called Out Sessions, which was a writing camp that was put together um, that included only queer um, producers, writers, and artists. And so I wrote that song with an incredible um, writer named Jay Bach, um, who's also queer, and an incredible producer and writer named Jack Newsom, who's also queer. And we all just like found love. And I walked into the session that day and I was like immediately comfortable and felt immediately okay with being super vulnerable with them. And at the time I was like going on dates with this guy and I was like not anxious about him. And, you know, I have a huge history with anxiety and I often have associated, you know, relationships and love with feeling anxious and it's been a, you know, a personal journey and a struggle for sure. And so when I was going on dates with this guy who I like, was really into and I was pretty confident he was into me too. And I wasn't feeling anxious about him. I was like looking at Jack and Jaybok and I was like, do I like this person if I'm like not freaking out about him? Like <laughs> I'm like sleeping at night, like I'm eating, like I'm like feeling really happy and good. Does this mean I like him? And I was like, this would be a really cool song. So the song is like very bubbly and happy and positive sounding. And in a lot of ways, it's like talking about this stride I have made in, you know, finding love and not associating it with like anxiety and fear. But it also is like coming from a super vulnerable, honest place. Even verse two, it's um, something's not feeling right. I still got my appetite when you don't text me because I'll see you next week. Like, that's like pretty dark because I have a history of like, you know, my anxiety like correlates with like my appetite. And if I'm really anxious, I'm not going to eat. And I, I, I was like, I really want to add in. I still have my appetite when you don't text me because I just thought it was really honest and, and kind of quirky and fun. So it's one of those things, and you guys talked about this in the last podcast episode too, you know, a lot of my songs are very dancey, very boppy, but also there's like, you know, a little bit of darkness to them. And that's only because I like wearing my heart on my sleeve and I like being honest because I think a lot of people go through shit and, you know, it's important to talk about it. And um, obviously, you know, I like to dance too. And so I think that it's a danceable song as well. But that's where those two songs came from. And I you know, I'm very, very, very proud of this next EP. I think it shows a lot of growth and I'm just, I love each song so much and um, there's just so much coming and I'm, I'm so happy that you guys have enjoyed the first two. Excuse my language, but I'm sick of fucking feeling like I'm going crazy. I kind of hate it, but I don't know if you love me or if you just faking. Maybe I need therapy. You make me question my reality. You can't feel dopamine when there's no chemistry, apparently.
out sessions which I think is a really great thing to be able to have especially for young artists to have such a space to be able to write with peers that you can relate to and mm-hmm. have that safe space and you know allow things to kind of come out you're you're one of the first wave of queer artists to never have to come out in music per se mm-hmm. because you weren't necessarily in yes um, yes which is a little liberating it must be I came out when I was 15. I have been out for almost 10 years now. And that was definitely a crazy experience as a young, you know, teenager. Um, I was very closeted, very lonely. And when I was 15, I was, was very depressed. And I started talking to this guy who I met online. And there was one day where I was home And I left my Facebook logged on my mom's computer and she yelled over to me. She goes, hey, George, who's this who you're talking to? Because I think that he had messaged me something maybe like flirty or I don't I don't really remember. And I, you know, I came up with some stupid excuse. I was just like, oh, like, you know, I had a friend who was talking to someone but needed to use my account because like her account wasn't working or blah, 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 blah. I had a driving lesson that day. This was like before I had my driving, my, my driver's license. My driving teacher pulls up into the driveway and I was like, okay, bye. See you later. Ran out of the house, did my driving lesson the whole time. I'm like behind the wheel being like, oh my God, my life is completely changed when I get home. Like, this is insane. Like my mom knows they're going to find out. I get home after my driving lesson and I try quietly walking up the stairs into my room, not to make a sound. And my mom was in her bedroom and she goes, come here. And so I go into her room and she looked at me and she said, me and dad saw some messages and we just want to say we love you we love you we love you we love you no matter who you love no matter who you are and you know i i have the most supportive most loving family in the entire universe and i am so so fortunate to have had a family that just responded in that way i wasn't personally ready for them to find out because it kind of all happened out of nowhere but you know after that summer i i went to summer camp and Um, I came out to one of my close friends who's still one of my best friends to this day. And um, when I got back to high school that next year, I was a sophomore in high school. I just, I was like, okay, it's time. And I just started telling people and my teachers and my peers were just so supportive and loving. And I I recognize how lucky I am. I, I understand that this is just not the norm. And there are 
so many people out there struggling. And so when I decided to put out music, you know, even just friends, the artwork is two boys holding hands. I knew I wasn't going to hide a thing. You know, I, you know, with the family and the peers and the schools that I've been able to attend and the cities that I've been able to live in that are so accepting and, you know, just um, progressive, I knew that I needed to like use my platform to speak for those who like didn't have the strength to speak for themselves yet. And so there was not even a question in my mind of whether I wanted to like not be open about that part of me when I started doing music. It was always immediate, like, of course, it's going to be two boys holding hands. Of course, the love interest in the music video is going to be a guy because I'm into guys. Like, that's just how it works. And so, you know, I recognize, again, I am very, very fortunate. So, so, so very fortunate. But, you know, I'd like to use this platform and, you know, my ability to be so comfortable to reach those who aren't yet. And I want to be a voice for those who may not have that yet. And so I feel really comfortable being myself. And so I want to be open with that and, you know, not hide a thing. Oh, I'm even so though happy. I'm a girl, I love you, Jordy. Oh, I love you. <laughs> no, it's, it's special, you know, and to have such a lovely community of queer artists out here is, is really cool. Cause I think, you know, I, I think you were, t- when you were talking about LA before, you know, when, before I moved to LA, I was really scared of how like competitive it would be. Like, that's just what everyone says. But like, I literally feel like zero competition here. I think everyone has their own lane. I think there is space for everyone. And everyone in this community is just very supportive of each other. And it's a really cool thing. I'm really happy that you have that experience and that you, you know, are able to be out uh, as yourself and feel that comfort because I think that it really, it really does add to your writing and, and your ability to be an artist who's growing. And I'm so happy that you have that and kudos to you on, on you. really digging in the heels and, and, and making it happen. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And I, and, you know, I think that what you guys are doing is really special too, and is giving so much visibility to so many different artists out there who are trying to just get their voices heard. And I think it's a really cool and special thing that you guys have made this podcast and are so supportive of all of us. So thank you for taking some time with us to be here and to be so open about things and when younger people hear someone who's close to their age who can speak this way and you know feel you know positive and 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 talk about their music and that they can be an artist too i think it it makes a huge difference to them absolutely no i really really appreciate that guys thank you so much for having me and you know i am excited to continue this relationship i always love chatting with you guys on instagram and i appreciate all of your support and i'm very very um, grateful that you guys wanted to have me on the podcast so thank you for having me well, we might have to uh, get some behind-the-scenes stories from you and have you back to talk about what tour life is like. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. All right. Thank you so much, Jordy. Thanks, guys. A little dishing with Dougie. It's dishing with Dougie. Dishing with Dougie. So once upon a time, drag was a lot of lip syncing or it was a little bit schlocky, like, you know, the performances and that. And now we're seeing a lot of drag artists really actually come out as pop stars and we're seeing more and more of it happening. And I was just kind of wondering what your take was on that. And Pablo Vitar is a really good example. I'm just kind of curious your take on it in terms of drag now becoming you know, a real viable vehicle for music stuff, for their own music. You know, through their popularity, just like these queer artists, they're creating 
safe spaces for the queer community and also kind of normalizing the queer community for the mainstream. And I think that's great. I think, it, you know, just like there's comic cons, there's like drag cons now, I know. And I think that that's really great. And I think the more popular they get, you know, it's just going to be good for the queer community in general. So, I mean, I, I definitely give it two thumbs up. I think it's great that they're becoming popular and that they are touring and that they're having like drag cons and meet and greets and just all that kind of stuff. And I do hear people talking about drag race all the time, not just on the internet, but like in my everyday life. And that's like kind of the thing that, you know, you wouldn't hear in like public forums much back in like the nineties or even the two thousands for the most part. I support it 100%. Want to know more about what Dougie has to say? Check him out online at www.dougiestyleclub.com and on Twitter at DougieStyle4. Out this week! We've got a double shot out of Prince Edward Island, Canada from Russell Lauder and Danique. Two new songs, two fantastic artists that you need to check out. Next up, we've got brand new releases from Elliot Lee, from Emily Burns. Grayson Chance has a brand new one, Dancing Next to Me. We've got new Elliot Jones, brand new and a fantastic song from Isaac Dunbar. It's called Makeup Drawer. And out of Halifax, Nova Scotia, we've got Good Dear Good in the Storm. Got some new Crybaby this week, some Sizzy Rocket. Brand new songs from Kid Ken with Cupcake and Shake Some. The one song I want to talk about, my release of the week, Chaz Cardigan, already signed to two major labels. You need to check out his song, Not Okay, and this is an artist you really, really, really need to get behind. Chaz Cardigan, check out Not Okay. Hey everyone, it's Herd here. Hashtag join the herd. My new single, Dies Me, is all about learning to love the best and the worst bits of who you are. And then standing up proudly and saying, this is me, this is my time, and I am not going anywhere. And that's why I called my single Dies Me, because Dies Me translated from Latin to English translates to my time. And this is how I feel. This is how I feel about Herd. This is how I feel about myself and my projects. This is how I feel about us as a community. This is our time. Our time is now and we need to focus on loving ourselves for all that we are, the best and the worst, and getting out there. And I really hope that that's a message that resonates and grows as I continue to share music with the world because we could all do with a little more self-love and we could all do with a little more community. Coming up next on the Q Review is my brand new single, Dies May. I hope you guys enjoy it. My heart is on the road, but there's demons here at home And I promise you that I will do better Turn the whiskey into life, learn to run but I can't hide And I promise you that I will do better So take me home
myself bigger than this Heard is a verb, but removing this shit Said enough is enough and we won't even give you a singular fuck for your jealousy Patreon love for our very first patron on our Patreon page. It's Jackson. Now, Jackson is spelled J-X-C-K-S-O-N. And Jackson is also an artist. Jackson just recently put out his brand new single, Keep Watching. You can find it on Spotify, so make sure you go and do that. You can follow Jackson online and on social media on Instagram at jackson.music and on Twitter at jackson underscore music. That's Jackson, J-X-C-K-S-O-N. We're super happy that Jackson supported us. We're super excited to keep following Jackson and make sure that we stay up to date on everything that he's putting out in the music world. And if you want to know more about Jackson, we just told you how to do it. So get out there and thank you, Jackson, for being our very first patron. You're listening to the Q Review, LGBTQ music podcast. 